You're listening to Let's Stay Together, a podcast about Fruits Basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. Hi. <laughs> I have some announcements. That's it's going well already. Yep. <laughs> well, I've had caffeine. It's 10 o'clock at night. It's all good. Um, <laughs> and I've had gin, so it should be interesting. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was already really tired before I started. I was like, I can't have alcohol today. <laughs> so, first of all, how about that trailer that came out? It's almost summer. Yeah. It's almost summer. <laughs> it's spring, at least. Yeah, I was going to say, it's legit going to be almost summer again soon. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll be soon, in like three months. Be good. In the It'll be northern great. hemisphere, anyway. <laughs> That's true. It's technically just, just the summer just ended in the southern mm-hmm. hemisphere. So, Shout out to our southern hemisphere listeners. I don't know how <laughs> We used to have a big contingent in Brazil. I don't know how that's going nowadays. I haven't checked. Honestly, I haven't checked in a long time. Most of the people listen in the Northern Hemisphere, though, I think. As far as I'm aware. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say that. I might get a lot of flack like the Android people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's exciting, exciting news. I guess on a bummer note, they did cancel all the screenings in North America. Oh, yeah. They, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, they canceled the screenings. They canceled the screenings outside North America first. And then, like two days ago Funimation announced that they're not doing any of the screenings for Fruba anymore so that's kind of a bummer yeah I mean there wasn't going to be one in Canada for me anyway so not that <laughs> I care I mean <laughs> but yeah it's such a everything's a bummer right now mm-hmm. yeah I was just like idly thinking about maybe going to that one of those but then uh nope everything happened I stopped thinking about it and <laughs> didn't even occur to me to, <laughs> that they're probably canceled now well I creeped so. their Funimation's uh Tumblr on the on our uh account so i saw that announcement Mm -hmm. but i guess yeah if you haven't heard yet bummer news yeah uh i have other announcements i have some notes in the email that i need to reply to sorry we i haven't uh, they've been in there for like two weeks because i was traveling and then escaping places and then trying to get (laughs) back home before i had to be locked down so (laughs) it was kind of a time (laughs) we recorded those um the last two episodes like three weeks ago now and I feel yeah. like so many things have happened in that time. Yeah. <laughs> so many so many things have changed. <laughs> it's been a time. It's been a time. It continues to be a time. Yeah, definitely. I was also listening to it, and I was like, oh no, Katsuya dies of an unspecified respiratory <laughs> illness. This is a bad time to be releasing this episode, but I can't really change the schedule now, I guess. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. There was already a disclaimer for people who didn't want to listen to us talk about Katsuya and Kyoko, though. So maybe those people also were... <laughs> not into yeah. listening about bummer respiratory diseases either yeah. <laughs> okay i don't think we really dwelled on it much no i don't think so we were just like that's sad it's like <laughs> yes yeah, it's, it's sad <laughs> there was this one string of discussion that we where we had it was just like it's so sad that he died when when they were so young and we're like yeah it's sad it's sad that's basically <laughs> like the <laughs> summary of like one part of it it's pretty funny <laughs> It was funny well, to be editing it. <laughs> it's a good summary of that chapter, so... Basically, I was like, there wasn't a lot of substance, necessarily. It was a lot of things that happened. It was, yeah, functional plot. Yeah. Sad, sad, it sad, sad plot. <laughs> it was sad. It's gonna be summer soon. Um, <laughs> another thing that I noticed is that... Did you know this podcast, podcast has been running for more than a year? <laughs> what? Yeah! <laughs> the first episode released March 9th of 2019, so... Wow. Yeah, I know. Look at us. Congrats to us. <laughs> On that note, at the time of recording, our Tumblr now has 333 followers. I've been waiting for a long time for it to reach exactly <laughs> that number, and I was really excited when the most recent person followed it. So, It's a good number. It is. It's great. 
Thanks for following. Can't wait till 666. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be very metal if we make it to 666. <laughs> I'm, I mean, on the one hand, I'm not surprised because I think more and more people are, like, ramping up for season two of mm-hmm. the anime, I guess. So it seems like there's been an increase of followers on our various social media things at this time. So it's exciting. Yay. It's something to look forward to <laughs> in an uncertain time. <laughs> Speaking also of other social media, I did, we, there was an, an there was an ask on the Tumblr recently about YouTube which I was hoping that nobody would notice that I stopped uploading things to YouTube a long time ago. <laughs> but then I found out I was looking at trying to do uh, transcriptions because I think that would be important to have our, we should try to have our content available from in other sources so that people can read it. And I noticed that YouTube does automatic, uh, you can download transcripts automatically apparently. So I've been looking into that. I tried to upload some videos to YouTube and it was just like, failed to upload so uh (laughs) i try to figure that out so just so everyone's aware i am trying to go through the backlog of youtube of uploading old episodes to youtube but i was met with failure and i haven't figured out what the problem is yet so it's happening eventually (laughs) one last announcement is that next episode we're going to stream live yeah (laughs) live (laughs) also in the world of uncertainty and it's isolating at home maybe we could have some fun and have our episode record our episode live i think would be interesting (laughs) yeah we suddenly find ourselves with some uh, additional free time (laughs) (laughs) yeah i have like mm, two to three extra hours a day that i'm not commuting (laughs) and you have a lot of free time yep (laughs) so so we'll make the most of it by setting ourselves to a test that we haven't yet done in our year of podcasting (laughs) but having a live episode i think it'll be good i think it'll be interesting I haven't figured out exactly how to do it yet, but I'm committed to doing it. So I believe next. in you. <laughs> I believe in us. You're also involved. So <laughs> next, <laughs> the plan is that next, the Saturday after this is released. So it'll be the 28th sometime in the afternoon time to be determined specifically. We'll have a live recording of the next of episode 50, which is also exciting because episode 50, I think. Woo. Woo. And, uh, <laughs> We're going to cover chapters 96 to 99. So instead of just two, we'll also do four, just like when we did um, the episode about Kyo's true form transformation. But it won't be split. It'll just be super long. So (laughs) hope you enjoy it. (laughs) We are joking that we're going to bring snacks. So I encourage everyone to bring snacks. Yeah. (laughs) Bring your isolation snacks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It would have been long anyway, uh, but now you get to hear all our uncut ramblings. So yeah. (laughs) Get psyched. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we had a 15 minute rant about tea and instant noodles right before this so i hope yeah. everyone's ready <laughs> i think this is the content that we all need in our lives right now though so yeah so um uncensored uh bird commentary oh yeah that's right yeah um yeah be forewarned i guess kayla has a pet bird he sometimes his audio sneaks in Sometimes I can't. Last episode, there was something that you said, and I just like couldn't edit it, and I couldn't edit it out in a way that mm-hmm. made sense. So sometimes there's there's bird noises, so there may or may not be uncensored bird noises. Normally yeah. we do a good job of censoring them out or like editing them out at the end, but uh, yeah, yeah, that might also he happen. Ca- yeah, he occasionally has opinions. So <laughs> sometimes he has strong opinions about <laughs> Fruit Basket, and he needs to let us know. So mm-hmm. that's a thing that might happen, but. Well, and also if you can't make it to the live stream, of course we'll record it and upload it um, at the regular time, which will be when next Wednesday. So, yeah, 
I'm excited about it. I mean, we might as well give ourselves a new and exciting goal. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) In a world of uncertainty. What else are we going to do? I mean, yeah. (laughs) That's how I feel about it. So anyway, that's exciting news. That's all I want to say. Are you ready to talk about uh, chapter 94, 95? So ready. All right, good. Chapter 94 opens with Machi's memory of the day that the student council argued over which campus defense for Sentai Ranger colors they would be. <laughs> and remember Yuki asking what color she likes. The moment he asked me that, she thinks, I suddenly didn't understand what I was being asked, who the person in front of me was, or even what defined me. At school, the end of the year approaches and the student council has just wrapped up their work for the year, though now reminds them that they still have to do, yet to do their daily routine duties as well. And Kakiru Karate chops him and sasses him for ruining every party. <laughs> Kimi suggests that they go out and celebrate. A really stylish restaurant has opened near school, she says, and you've been hoping to take Kimi there, haven't you? I can tell. <laughs> have we? Yuki wonders aloud and Kakiru adds, here comes Mr. Mirror. Now once again poops the party by reminding them that their routine duties aren't done but is ignored. Yuki asks Machi, who has packed her bag already and started to make a silent escape, if she'll join the celebration the following day as well. She says she'll pass, looking away. Yuki asks if she's busy, and she says no. Then he asks if she doesn't like the shop. Maybe we can find some other place you like, he says. Machi's eyes widen. It's happening again, she thinks. He asked me, and I don't know. He, He probably doesn't remember. She says not to worry about her. Besides, I don't think my preferences are any of your concern, President. I'm sorry, then, Yuki says, looking up. Then at her with a look of genuine curiosity and concern. But still, what does the world look like through your eyes? You make me wonder. He's a natural idiot, Kakiru screams. Yuki <laughs> screams at him for screaming, and Kimi tells him where to meet. <laughs> Yuki gives the paper with the location to Machi just in case she decides to join. As they all leave, Yuki asks if the place will be crowded, and Kakiru teases him. Why? Because big scary crowds make Princess Union faint? Yes, I was given a high society upbringing, Yuki says, while he and Kakiru strangle fight, as per usual. <laughs> now tells them to stop being stupid, and Kakiru's like, fine, let's go, Yuki, and Yuki says, yeah, see you later, Machi. Machi watches, her face slack as the two leave together, smiling. Later, Machi arrives home to a dark and extremely messy apartment. Her phone vibrates somewhere in the apartment, and she lifts it out of a pile and answers it. The woman on the phone asks if she was out playing, and she says that she was at student council. The woman asks how things are. Anything new? No, Machi says, standing in the dark. Nothing's changed. Machi has memories of her as a child, and the same woman who's on the phone saying to her, don't let that boy surpass you, you have to be perfect, saying to someone else apologetically, such a dull child. The same woman who's on the phone yelling, don't get any closer, holding a child to her chest, and then another memory of her looking down and saying, you make it sound like it's my fault. In the present, Machi frowns and clenches her fist. The woman on the phone continues, Machi? Not the silent treatment again. What's going on in that head of yours? You never change, do you? This is why everyone finds you dull and unapproachable. And in the background, a child calls to the woman, Mom, and the woman says goodbye. Machi says nothing. So presumably... So... so, so wow. <laughs> so... <laughs> so presumably, this is Machi's mother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would assume. <laughs> Based on what we know about what Kakiru said about them. Yeah, them being... As children. Yeah. Held to compete with each other and everything. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> we'll talk more about it later. But mm-hmm. Machi sets the phone down, and sadly she wonders out loud, Dull? I guess I am dull. She thinks, I haven't even thought about it. The colors I like, the places I like, I don't know any of that. I'm only desperate to answer the expectations of others. But I was abandoned and left with nothing. Nothing's changed since then. Machi flops on the bed, which is covered in other mess. 
Tucked into a nearby stack of books and papers, she finds a card, and she picks it up and looks at it. But that person changed little by little, she thinks, and thinks of Yuki. She remembers seeing him at school before they met, standing in a group with Kyo, Momiji, Toru, Hana, and Uo. Some girls nearby her comment on how he really is popular with girls, and a guy like him can never be lonely. And in her memory, Yuki smiles a soft, forlorn smile, and she thinks that he seems lonely. In the present, Machi thinks every time he was treated like a prince, loneliness ate away at him. That's what it looked like to me, at least. But his smiles are nicer now. Like he pulls him from his heart. He's changing, I'm sure of it. She remembers her mother's words from the phone. You never change, do you? This is why everyone finds you so dull and unapproachable. The next morning, an alarm blares and Machi realizes that she fell asleep. She struggles to get ready quickly and wonders how bad it would be if she didn't go meet the other student council members later today. This is annoying, she says. She pauses as she gets ready, remembering Yuki asking her, What does the world look like the day before? Machi makes her way to the meeting place through faceless crowds. What a weird question, she thinks. When I can't understand me, how can I grasp the concept of the world? I'm always empty. The existence of me is empty. There's nothing. I'm like a doll that's missing parts. A broken doll that can't become fully human. A defect. People always pass me and I pass them. Are they invisible or am I? Aren't I the one not participating in this world? Am I needed? Am I a necessary being? She pauses on the sidewalk and looks up. Am I needed in this world? Machi! Yuki calls, suddenly coming up the street from behind her. He smiles a bright smile and waves. I'm glad, I thought I was early. But here you are, Machi! Machi's eyes widen in astonishment, and she turns toward Yuki but stumbles and drops to the ground, dropping her bag as well. Yuki runs over and asks if she's alright. I'm fine, she says, still on the ground, eyes empty. Yuki helps her pick up her things, picking up a bottle opener that she snatches out of his hand before he can even ask what why she has it. <laughs> <laughs> it's drawn in a way where it's like you see the outline of it in Yuki's hand and it's already in her hand. <laughs> I was half asleep and I put it in my bag randomly, she says, and insists that he doesn't have to help her pick up her things. Hey, is this the maple leaf I gave you? Yuki asks, holding up an immaculately preserved leaf that's set on a pentagram, pentagram, well, pentagon-shaped card. <laughs> I, when I wrote that in my head, I said exactly the same thing. And I was like, I'm going to mess this up when we talk about it later. And I did. <laughs> Summon the maple leaf demon. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of BuzzFeed and Solid to listen. <laughs> no, give it back, Machi shouts. And she grabs it as well. She stands facing away from Yuki, clutching the bag protectively to her chest. Maybe I have the wrong leaf, Yuki says. And she's like, you're wrong. And he's like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. And he stands and brushes off his pants. But... Machi says, looking over her shoulder, you're not technically wrong. Yuki asks which it is, and she explains, it is. She just she wasn't sure about throwing it away, so she made it into a bookmark. Yuki thanks her. She's, she asks for what, and he smiles. Well, you're taking good care of it. I'm glad. Machi's eyes widen again with the same astonished expression as before, and she blushes. Yuki looks surprised. I- I'm not taking care of it, she yells, still blushing, clearly embarrassed. But you made a bookmark, Yuki argues. Slamming it into books doesn't mean I'm taking care of it, she fights back, and their argument devolves, and Machi threatens to give him back the leaf. <laughs> <laughs> Kakiri arrives and finds them at a physical standstill, Yuki holding back Machi's arms at the wrists as they argue. Hmm, I kinda wanna ask, but also I kinda don't, he says, and Yuki's like, ask, take the risk. <laughs> Kakiri notices the leaf as well and asks if it's the one that Yuki gave her, and she snatches it out of his hands and says it's not. But he's not technically wrong about it. And Kakiri's like, which is it? <laughs> it's great. It's the exact same thing that Yuki says, which is wonderful. Um, Kakiri says that she must like maple leaves. And Yuki says maybe she likes the color red or something. Machi doesn't say anything, but Kakiri points out that the ribbon that she used on the bookmark is also red. Oh, then I finally got the answer to my question, Yuki says with a smile. And Machi is surprised that he remembers the conversation from before. 
Kimmy and Nao arrive and the group make their way to the cafe that they're going to. A weird person, Machi thinks. Kakiru talks to Yuki as they walk. He's never seen Machi all embarrassed and mad like she was. Oh, I guess, Yuki says with, says with a smile. I thought it was kind of cute. A natural princess old man, Kakiru shouts. <laughs> <laughs> we close on a tender scene at the cafe. Kakiru stretches and puts his arm over Yuki's shoulder. Well, it's all coming together. Machi likes red. Now it doesn't give a shit. Kimi's confused. Machi slams her fist on the table. <laughs> and that's the end of chapter 94. <laughs> it was great. I loved everything about it. Student council always brings the laughs. Yeah, it's the laugh we needed. It's the laugh I needed today. Yeah. <laughs> chapter 95 begins with Toru on her knees. Let me thank you again. I'm, I'm very inexperienced, but please regard me kindly. And she bows. No, no, she shows smiles. I suspect that I also have imperfections, but please regard me kindly. And he bows. Oh, no, not at all, Toru says, bowing even deeper. I'm not worthy of such an honor. <laughs> you look like you came to Shisho to get married, Kyo grumps, sitting off to the side where they're having this like back and forth conversation. <laughs> I just wanted to express my thanks because I was staying with him on New Year's, Toru says. I know it was a joke, Kyo says. Besides, Toru says, Shisho-san has a wonderful Hanachan. It's not your call, Kyo says, squeezing her cheeks. <laughs> Toru narrates that this is the that this arrangement all started with something that Yuki said, and we flash back to Shigure, Toru, Yuki, and Kyo at the table, as is Toru's style to do on the regular. <laughs> <laughs> Yuki says that he'll be going back to the main house for New Year's, and Shigure says that he should she he should consider for staying longer than one night. Yuki looks pointedly across the table. I'm not sure about leaving the two of them alone, he says. And Shigure looks over at the grumpy, ghosty Kyo and clueless, ghosty Toru. You, you beast, he says, horrified. I'm going to kill you, Kyo says. <laughs> not to worry, Toru-kun, Shigure says, grabbing her shoulders. We'll put we'll put together a plan to protect you from the evil clutches of fiendish Kyo-kun. Yuki glares daggers at Kyo and adds, beast. I'm going to kill you both, together, Kyo grimaces. <laughs> I love how Yuki's oh, just like, Yuki. yes. Yeah, oh, Yuki's always willing to join in with Shigure's <laughs> stupidness if it's whatever at Shig- expense. <laughs> exactly, whatever Shigure says. He's just, in this time, he was just like, beast. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Toru narrates, before I really understood, the talks progressed and it was decided that I would impose on the kind Shisho-san. I like how Toru is so, I don't know. I mean, Kyo is so earnest that nothing would ever happen, but Toru is so, like, naive yeah. that she's like, I don't know what they're even talking about. But anyway. <laughs> at, Shisho, at Shisho's... I'm going to mess up Shisho so much this time. I can already feel it. You could say Kazuma instead. At Kazuma's in the present. <laughs> but he's like, Shisho. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> at Shisho's... She smells by the seashore. Shisho... <laughs> I always get she she show confused with shiso, which is seasoning. <laughs> it's a delicious herb. <laughs> As she shows in the present, she show takes Toru to her room, <laughs> and she asks what he'd like to eat. Oh, do you have an opinion about how I say she show? I see how it is. These are the things that everyone can look forward to with the live episode that we're going to record. <laughs> Kazuma takes Toru to her room and, at, and she asks what he'd like to eat for dinner. Um, and he said he thanks her and says he's looking forward to it. And Kyo, he says, you've welcomed many a new, new year with me. You must be especially happy to have Toru-san with us. Kyo looks away and says nothing but thinks, if I wasn't happy, I'd be lying. But it's also extremely complicated and it'd be like I'm driving myself into a corner. But and Shusho thinks, I was teasing, but he took it personally. Something must have happened. <laughs> 
Shisho also lets them know that there's another guest staying at the house, but it's not Kunimitsu, as Kyo asks. And Shisho announces they're coming into the room and slides open the door to reveal Rin. Her eyes widen and so do Toru's. And Toru bursts into the room excitedly calling, Isuzu-san, and Rin dodges her. And Toru slams her face into the back wall of the room. (laughs) (laughs) You just sprang out of nowhere and came running, Rin yells, and Toru apologizes. Rin huffs and leaves, and Shisho asks if Rin and Kyo will glare at each other today. Kyo is like, I wouldn't do that, jeez. And Shisho recounts how they would glare at each other as kids. Toru asks if they're on bad terms, and Shisho explains that they're just not on good terms. Toru mentions that Rin didn't say anything about staying with Shisho the last time they saw each other in the hospital. Shisho explains that she's out temporarily and didn't want to go to the banquet, and so he talked to her about staying with him instead. Kyo says that thing, as he calls the banquet, has probably started already, and Toru wonders what the others are thinking about there. At the main house, Hattori strips off his decadent costume, and Ayame and Ritsu compliment him on how wonderful his dance was. It was a spectacular dance. I can't help but say that Momichi's youthful innocence coupled with Tori-san's aura of refined masculinity caused a miraculous flavor to hang in the air. If it was given tangibility, I would wish to embrace it. Ayame cheers, and Ritsu is like, yes! (laughs) Tori is like, please stop adding to my misery. (laughs) I gotta say that when I read Ayame's line that said, Momiji's useful innocence coupled with Tori-san's aura of refined masculinity. It reminded me of that Sia video with Shia LaBeouf. Do you remember this? <laughs> I don't think so. You don't know about this? <laughs> There's <laughs> music. I'll send it to you later. I'll find it now. Okay. Forget it. <laughs> Shikari leans on Hattori's shoulders and reminds him that he'll have to dance next year as well. And Yame is like, and you'll be with the miraculous me. Together we will be the embraced team. And Hattori is like, stop talking nonsense and go away. <laughs> <laughs> Shigure complains that he changed out of co- his costume too soon he wanted to take a picture for Mayu-chan and Tori says don't toy with her over things like that wait have you two reconciled <laughs> no worries nothing to worry about at all Shigure says dramatically waving the idea away while Hattori grimaces you're hopeless he says and we have to go back before Akito gets lonely Shigure says that Kureno and Yuki are with him I'm sure Akito is thrilled Hattori mentions that it might be hard on Yuki, and Shigure is like, oh, I think I see it now. You're worried because you feel indebted to Yuki. Hattori is like, well, I don't feel indebtedness toward you, so relax. And Shigure is like, yay, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in the banquet room, Ayame, Risu, Kisa, Kagura, Hiro, and Haru all chat, and while off to the side of the room, Yuki, Akito, and Kureno sit side by side, and Akito is between the two of them. Akito turns to Yuki. You didn't run away this time. I'm glad. You came back to me, so I forgive you. Akito says, almost smirking. Come and see me more often. Yuki's expression darkens. I forgive you too, Akito, he says. Actually, no, it's not a question of forgiveness. I don't like making it anyone's fault, not anymore. Yuki thinks, I'm tired of making it Akito's fault or mother's fault or Kyo's fault when things don't go the way I want. Kureno watches the conversation, and Yuki continues to say to Akito, I have a lot of bad qualities, and much of me needs changing. I have to keep aware of that. If I don't, I'll always be the fool. That's why, if I blame someone else, no matter how much time passes, I won't be able to change. Akito looks angry, and Yuki notices the odd look and asks, What? Why do you have those eyes? Akito says. Memories flash through Akito's mind, a younger Kurino crying. The words, No, don't go! Shigure and Atori enter just as Akito smashes what looks like a ceramic pitcher against Yuki's head, and Kureno holds him to stop him from further attacks. Kagura holds Kisa and the others watch, frozen in concern. Apologize, Akito screams. Say you're sorry. Do it! I'm sorry, Yuki says, still sitting, holding his forehead. Akito grimaces and swiftly turns and leaves. The other Junichi tend to Yuki after Akito leaves. Haru hands him a napkin for his bleeding face. 
what's the meaning of this? You're bleeding? Ayame says, and Yuki's like, it's fine. And Ayame is like, you're clearly in pain, but worry not, brother. With me at your side, we'll have one million horsepower. And Atori is like, just bring him over here. <laughs> Much to his, Yuki's surprise, Ayame lifts him and carries him. You mustn't die, Yuki. The sun is the setting sun we watched the day that we pledged by the Sen to die together sparkles like gold in of my heart even now. And Yuki's like, we never saw that or pledged that. <laughs> Shiguri, meanwhile, lurks in the corner. Yuki thinks of Akito. I'm sorry I'll never return to where you are. In Atori's office, question mark? Somewhere other elsewhere in the house? <laughs> Atori tends to Yuki's beautiful face. And they chat about um, how over the top Ayame is. Atori says that the wound isn't deep, but he's worried about how hard he was hit in the head. Which is a serious concern. Yeah. <laughs> I would the concussion know. ever. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Yuki thanks him. Atori says, don't thank me. I'm sorry I didn't intercede. Yuki tells him not to worry about it. It would have just made Akito angrier. Hattori asks what he said, and Yuki says, Nothing really, I just talked about blame. Oh, I wanted to apologize to you too, Hattori, for what happened when I was little. Hattori is taken aback and remembers just speaking to Shigure earlier and erasing Yuki's friend's memories when they were younger. Somewhere in my heart, Yuki says, I may have been blaming you all this time. I'm sorry, I was just a child and you were hurting too, Hattori. Hattori initially says nothing, but ruffles Yuki's hair, and Yuki's like, Ack, ow, ow! <laughs> He just told him he was worried about him go- and should go to the hospital. And then he's like rubbing his head. What the hell? <laughs> Never mind me. There's no need for you to apologize. You were very kind, Tatori says, smiling a soft smile. Thank you. Yuki smiles a heartfelt and bashful smile as well. Just don't be like your brother, Tori adds. And Yuki is like, <laughs> I won't. And I can't. As Ayame barges in asking if Yuki's treatment is complete. <laughs> <laughs> Elsewhere in the halls of the estate, Shigeru runs into Haru, who's leaving to see Rin. Haru asks about... Uh, what Shigure is doing, and Shigure is like, I don't always have to go smooth things over, do I? I don't feel like it. Haru says that Sensei's moods are fickle, and Shigure is like, yes, sir! <laughs> he waves Haru off, and after Haru is gone, Shigure stands alone, and raises his hand to his mouth. Akito, he says. It would be nice if you could realize it, too. At Shisho's house, Kyo and Toru chat, and Kyo says that he didn't get along with Rin when they were little, because Shisho would sometimes take care of her, and he was jealous of her taking Shisho's attention away from him. (laughs) Meanwhile, Rin has fallen asleep, sitting up in the corner, wrapped in a blanket. Toru mentions that it's almost done, and asks Kyo what he'll wish for uh, at their first shrine visit of the new year. He teases that if he tells her his wish, then she'll have to tell hers, and she's like, that's true, pardon my rudeness. (laughs) Last year, she thinks, as they both look look contemplative, I wish that Yuki-kun and Kyo-kun would be able to get along but this year, I hope that I can break the curse. Back at the main estate, Omiji finds Kareno alone in the hallway and comes up behind him. Omiji looks at him earnestly and then slips a thin package into the back of his pants like a strange person. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gift from Toru, he says, and then he runs off. Kareno looks at the package. It turns out to be a DVD labeled, Watch It By Yourself, K, with a little bunny face. <laughs> the last scene of the chapter is Haru finding and holding Rin as she sleeps at Shisho's. Toru's narration ends the chapter. I wish for happiness for everyone, even if it just starts with one small thing. I wish for change. And that's the end. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about these chapters. All right. Do you want to kick it off? I don't know. Do you want me to kick it off? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kick it off by saying I know that Chapter 94 was the big uh, Yukimachi chip- shipping chapter, mm-hmm. but how cute were, K- were Kakiru and Yuki in that chapter? <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you wholeheartedly. <laughs> Kakiru even did a stretch and like an arm lean. Yeah. Like, what are you trying to do? You're like the setting moves. them up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's trying to get to second base with Yuki. 
<laughs> they also like strangle fought each other. Is that something that people yeah. who are in love do? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> yeah. I was like, how to describe strangle fight? Yeah. That's what they do. It's their thing. Yeah. You know, like Kyo and Toru have their like head bonking, but like mm-hmm. <laughs> this is Yuki and Kakeru's thing. Yeah. <laughs> On a more serious note, it is cute to see them like just being real good <laughs> friends in this chapter. Like they do their silly strangle fight, but yeah. then they're like, yeah, and then they're like, yeah, let's go, and they like leave like chatting and smiling together. <laughs> yeah, like literally two seconds later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, like, when Machi's thinking about how, like, Yuki has changed and his smiles are more genuine, it's him, like, smiling with Kakiru, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was very cute. Yeah. I like how Kakiru teases him all the time, too. His, like, yeah. little lines of of teasing. And it's cute, because, like, that's stuff that, like, you know, we had that chapter where they had their, like, big argument mm-hmm. early on in their, like, interaction, and it was basically the same kind of teasing. Yeah. Or, I'm not, like, not the chapter where they argued, yeah. but, like, when they first met, he, like, teased him in the same way, and it, like, made Yuki really upset. Mm-hmm. But, like, now it's just, like, a casual teasing thing, and he, like, is able to kind of join in the joking. Like, he's doing the, like, yes, yeah. I was given a high society upbringing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Yuki's, um, he doesn't take himself so seriously anymore, I guess. Not yeah. around, around Kakiru. Yeah, it's, like, that was stuff he was pretty sensitive about, but now he's able to kind of joke about it the same way, so. Yeah, if you can look back and laugh at it, that's how you know it's getting better, right? Yeah. <laughs> From the, the mouth of Kakiru himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it was also a... It was definitely a Machi Yuki shipping chapter. Mm-hmm. I was just really excited to see, like, emotion on Machi's face. It was nice. Yeah, I think this is also, like, the first significant chunk of her point of view we get. Yeah. Because, like, like, the chapter's really from her point of view. We yeah. get to see her inner thoughts and... Yeah. narration and everything yeah we learned more about her in this chapter than any other chapter that she's been in so far i think i would say mm-hmm. we get to see kind of her perspective of what we learned from kakiru a little bit earlier mm-hmm. yeah she had that a little bit there those, like memories that were from her childhood it seemed mm-hmm. of her mom telling her to be perfect and whatnot yeah did Kak- didn't kakiru say that she had a brother and stuff too or does that come yeah he it? said that because he said that like that part of what made them i think he said that like part of what made the uh issue solve itself was that they had a a little brother who could be the heir without any questions so that makes sense yeah because it was that like kakiru was the oldest and a boy but illegitimate and machi was legitimate child but younger and a girl so now like machi has a younger brother so they have a legitimate male heir so yeah it seems like so we learned in this chapter that machi doesn't live with her family she seems to live by herself Mm -hmm. Even worse than Yuki and Shigure. Yeah, I was going to say it's the return of the Sea of Decay. But... I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I forgot about that. <laughs> so much like the how she messes up the room, it seems like she keeps her place where she lives messy as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, her mom, her mom called her from elsewhere, from somewhere else, and checked yeah. in on her. And then we heard someone calling for the mom, so I guess like the little brother was calling mm-hmm. for her yeah. at the end of the call. Get another wonderful parent in I know. <laughs> She was so disconnected. It was so dis- it was so sad. Yeah. She's like, oh, hey, how's it going? How's Kakiru? Oh, you're not talking? Okay, bye. <laughs> like, yeah. By the way, you're super dull and terrible. Yeah, it's like, this is why no one likes you. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Can you imagine like, saying that to your child? I mean, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't imagine just saying that to anyone. Like, yeah, seriously at anyone at all like even like a random person on the street like this is why people yeah. think you're dull anyway peace like it's, not... <laughs> <laughs> it's just so harsh so needlessly yeah. harsh 
I mean, I guess, like, we see all these flashbacks also of her childhood. Like, we know that they didn't have a good childhood. We know that her upbringing, according to Kakiru, at least, and then verified by these memories that we saw of hers, I think, was not good. Yeah. Very strict and clearly, I think, very cold. Like, her mom's Mm -hmm. attitude is very cold. She was like, oh, were you out? And then Machi was like, oh, yeah, I was at student council. And then she's like, oh, yeah, that thing, you joined that thing. Anyway, like, (laughs) kind of very superficially checking in on her teenage daughter who's living in her own place. (laughs) Living alone and not very well. <laughs> nope. Well, why would she care? She probably doesn't even know. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, I couldn't take care of myself at 16. <laughs> nope. I was just thinking, I was going to say, oh, this place is, reminds me of our my roommates, like my rooms with my roommates in college. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was never that bad, but it could be pretty bad sometimes. Yeah, it was occasionally so. close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or especially like certain places, like the kitchen was always really messy in all the places I yeah. lived in, but. <laughs> when you're clearly a teenager, just like Machi. Yeah. yeah. Soon, even aside from just the general messiness, she's obviously not like doing great. So she just kind of collapses no. onto her messy bed and falls asleep in her school uniform. Mm-hmm. Doesn't wake up until alarm rings the next day. Like, yeah. I mean, she seems depressed. I'm gonna yeah. throw, go out on a limb <laughs> and say that. <laughs> yeah. But it's not really a strong. It's not a big leap to make. <laughs> no. A tiny hop. <laughs> yeah. Basically. I had to just uh, so the, step over the threshold. Yeah. What's the Buffy quote? She's like, like, let's not leap to conclusions. I didn't leap. I took a small step and their conclusions were or whatever it was. <laughs> I don't remember that, but that does sound like something that would be said on Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's so yeah, I think, I mean, she's definitely, you're right. Uh, your point is, your point is, is apt. Um, she's definitely not doing well. She just walks in, answers the phone, kind of looks around and then falls asleep immediately yeah um in her school uniform and then just yeah it doesn't wake up until the alarm goes off she's clearly struggling to take care of herself yeah because she's a child yes (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm not blaming her i'm just saying that i'm stating it as a fact (laughs) yeah it's just another fruits basket he's your children (laughs) yeah moment (laughs) i was about to be like well tord could take care of herself but then she like decided it was a good idea to live in like a tent by herself so that's not really taking care of herself (laughs) and would have been crushed and killed if she hadn't (laughs) she would have died we talked about this a lot yeah she would have died in a landslide i mean so yeah obviously her relationship with her mom her parents is shitty she doesn't live with them it was bad to start with based on what kakiru said before and uh Hasn't, clearly hasn't improved. Yeah. But yeah, in addition to just her like general home life, there's a lot of parallels drawn in this chapter between Machi's childhood and Yuki's childhood. Yes. Which I don't think I like they're really obvious, but I don't think I really consciously like thought about it before. But... Same dog. Yeah. <laughs> that was just... exactly my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like there's so many like repeated like concepts and even like lines between like when we saw like Yuki's yeah. childhood flashbacks to hear. Like, the whole concept of, like, am I needed in the world? And, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, she's such a dull child. Yeah. We had, like, Yuki's mom apologizing for him being, like... That's right. Sickly. Sickly. And then, like, being like, oh, he doesn't have any opinions. He's just a dull child and everything. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, he never says anything. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, obviously brought upon by their parents' expectations, but they don't take any responsibility for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think Machi's kind of interesting. I feel like... um their reaction to that upbringing is slightly different. Like, they have the mm-hmm. same kind of questions, like, am I needed? Am I, uh, you know, do I need to be here? 
Um, but like Machi says things like, I just, I'm what everyone, I just want to live up to, or like not want to, but I, I, I don't have a kind of like identity, my own identity. All I do is live up to other people's expectations or what they expect of me. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think Yuki was kind of like, fuck this, like essentially, yeah. right? <laughs> like he's like, I'm not buying into this. And that was his struggle sort of came with that. Whereas I think Machi's is sort of what I think we're seeing right developing in this chapter is that her struggle is more about finding her own identity. Whereas mm-hmm. Yuki's was, I mean, similarly. Yeah. I think Yuki, like, he felt a sense of his own identity. He just felt like nobody cared. Yeah. Whereas Machi, like, genuinely doesn't seem to feel like she has a personal identity. Yeah, that's what it seems like from her narration, mm-hmm. her thoughts. Yeah, it also feels like, like, I could be wrong, I don't know the exact timeline, but it feels like Machi's, like, she talks about, like, I was abandoned. Mm-hmm. It feels like that's pretty recent in her life. It seems recent. She seems like she's still kind of, like, adjusting to this. I mean, I, I feel like that's part of why her life is so chaotic, I guess. Mm-hmm. It could be. Um, yeah, where, so it feels like Yugi's had, like, a little bit of a head start on his... Um... Well, he was abandoned when he was six as opposed to being a teenager yeah. <laughs> or whatever, right? Yeah. Or, like, not even, um, like, maybe even younger than that. Before he was yeah. in school, right? Mm-hmm. actually um yeah but his feels like his like rebellion started a little while back whereas machi's is not quite there yet yeah or just on just starting to happen and so yeah she's just now kind of starting to even like question it yeah exactly yeah yeah so it does seem like yuki kind of has a uh, a head start in a sense <laughs> yeah i just mean in terms of their like yeah. character development <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> no i know what you mean i just think it's funny to think of it that way mm-hmm. it, it is interesting that um i feel like yuki's i don't know yuki machi's you know machi's mother is like this is why people think you're dull is kind of similar to yuki being like i think you said this already but si- similar to him being like i'm a boring guy and mm-hmm. i think even the scene where she's walking to meet all the student council it reminded me of when yuki's walking into the school before the beach arc like right when he meets her basically for the first time Mm -hmm. they have this similar like (laughs) contemplatively looking up at the sky scene while they're walking and thinking about these things yeah so like even down to the way that it's presented visually they're very similar yeah i think yeah i think this chapter you know in addition to giving us a lot of you know machi deep dives compared to what we've (laughs) had before it Gives us a nice uh, look on how far Yuki has come, too, just seeing, yeah, like, where Machi is compared to where Yuki is now, because he's yeah. just, like, you know, he's, you know, he's hanging out with uh, Kakiru, and he's <laughs> coming to meet everyone at the celebration and being like, hey, yeah, he's showed like, up. He's, genuinely <laughs> yeah. so excited to see her. Like, I yeah. don't think I've ever seen that much excitement on his face. Yeah. I was like, this is the smile that I needed to see today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was very cute. Yeah, and he's, like, teasing her a little <laughs> bit about, like... Yes. The bottle opener <laughs> the and then the leaf and everything. So yeah. it's just... The bottle opener is really funny. Yeah. <laughs> to the point where they have their weird little, like, fight, fight thing. <laughs> I was like, how do I verbally describe this? Yeah. I don't know what this is. <laughs> mm-hmm. they're, yeah, they're kind of, like, standing and he's, like, holding her arms and I guess she's, like, struggling, but, like, it's, like, not. <laughs> yeah, it's like, she's, like, I think she's, like, trying to push the leaf. At him, and he's like he's pushing her to back. Push it away. Yeah. <laughs> and the she's so funny like, and immature. It's great. It's, it's amazing. He's like Machi. I don't think I said it in my 
any of my notes, but he's like, Machi's being inflexible. Yeah. <laughs> he says it twice, which is hilarious. And it's like, you're being inflexible. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I still love when Kakir comes in and he's like, I kind of want to ask, but I kind of don't. And he's like, ask, do it. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting how Machi, she's like, I don't know who I am. I don't know what things I like or whatever. Um, but then she clearly does have these, maybe it's just like subconscious things. Like she did keep delicately preserve the leaf mm-hmm. like it meant something. Like she made yeah. a conscious like choice about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think she's just not used to like thinking about those things. Like obviously every mm-hmm. person has like opinions and preferences and stuff, but she's been, you know, all her life that hasn't mattered. So true. she hasn't really paid much attention to her own feelings and opinions yeah i guess she's even though she still is experiencing them yes <laughs> because she's a human being <laughs> you're right <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah i guess she's just not used to other people giving a shit about them mm-hmm. or really giving shit about her i think it, the other thing that i thought the moments that i thought were most interesting in that specific chapter were when yuki says that she has this like really i decided that it's an astonished look it took me a long time to figure out how to describe it I looked at a lot of synonyms today <laughs> um, <laughs> of when Yuki is like, he's happy to see her. And then she has this like super like he, uh, her eyes are so wide. She actually looks like she has like kind of like emotion in her face for mm-hmm. once. Um, it's like right after he arrives and there's a similar expression, but in a smaller panel um, later when he thanks her for taking care of the leaf. Mm-hmm. And it was just nice to see her be expressive because we don't yeah. really see that very much. Yeah, we've talked about this a little in her previous chapters, which weren't from her perspective, mm-hmm. but we still saw her being, like, she seemed shocked to have anyone, like, ask her opinion on things and, mm-hmm. like, express any interest in her thoughts, so. Which is depressing, but. Which, like, the first thing, it opens with her, like, that flashback to her, like, being shocked that he asked her opinion on the whole weird color debate that they did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird, but important, as it has come back later yeah. as a flashback. It's also, it's cute at the end that um, he's like, oh, I finally got my answer. And she's like, he remembered. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's obviously significant to her. Yeah. Those are moments I always like in like just stories in general when like mm-hmm. a character remembers something from a while ago that was obviously important to that person, but they didn't think they would remember. <laughs> yeah. In this case, it was. I think very touching. It was nice to see Machi like kind of interact. I think even Kaku commented on it. He's like, I've never seen her like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the at the table, like they're when they're all sitting at the table, she's like hitting the table with her fist and stuff, and like mm-hmm. now is sassy about it, but like they're teasing her and stuff. Like they're kind of getting yeah. an emotion out of her, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Enabling they're eating together. Herself. They are eating together. Oh my god, I didn't even <laughs> talk about that. What was I thinking? <laughs> There's feathers in the next chapter. I noticed that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're eating together. That is important. Yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. Uh, I don't have anything more to say about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're just clearly, yeah. they have they a do. little found family bond happening. Yeah, it's, it's cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially it's like, you know, this is a Machi chapter, but from Yuki's perspective, his life has been so bound up in the Somas that mm-hmm. it's nice to see him having life outside of the Somas and outside of school with mm-hmm. these people that, mm-hmm. you know. He can hang out with and mm-hmm. can have friends. Yeah, there's like that. Um... Literally, my first note for this chapter is off oh, friends. <laughs> <laughs> like when um, I don't, I don't know if what chapter it's. I might be coming up. I don't remember. Um, 
but Haru was like, oh, Rin, you made a friend or something like that when yeah. talking about Toru. <laughs> it just reminded yeah. me of that. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, it is nice. And then in the next chapter, he then like goes back to the family. He's like, oh yeah, I decided I'm going to go back to the family. Like, he has that support outside of the Soul family. So, but then he he chooses to go back to like into a situation that's more challenging within the family, right? Mm-hmm. Where he decides to go to New Year's. So, yeah, I think it's to to me it implies that the one has given him support to be able to do the other. You know, like mm-hmm. anyway, not necessarily. Yeah. I guess not consciously, but Yuki feels like he's growing and moving forward which is the kind mm-hmm. of the main conflict in the next chapter so yeah yeah because he's obviously like he does it confidently he's not like worrying over it or anything he's just like i might go home for new year's like mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it seems like he's pretty relatively confident that he can handle the situation mm-hmm. and it's interesting that um like machi also i mean she's kind of thinking about how like she doesn't change and stuff and then it transitions into this thought about yuki and how much he's changed and she has that like flashback Mm -hmm. of him i guess earlier i I feel like it's a reference to a specific time that i feel like i could have looked back and found exactly when it was but Mm -hmm. um but didn't and so (laughs) it's some time earlier when i guess around when they started because momiji is also there and momiji and machi are in the same year in school so they're Mm -hmm. all like chatting together and she sees him from far away and he looks all sad and then she's like but he's changed in her thoughts Mm -hmm. yeah these are two kind of like not directly connected chapters but if i were to connect them together it would be with the theme of change (laughs) that's good i have a question that says these chapters are somewhat unrelated but are there any themes that they share (laughs) so thanks for answering my question (laughs) yeah i agree with you though they're they have there's two things that i think are similar there's this like the yuki and machi have the same have had the same concerns it's like am i needed in the world and then yeah change is a major theme both of them machi at this point has pointed out that machi never changes and yuki sort of like has changed and mm-hmm. also i noted that toru at the end and her wish for the new years that she wishes for change so yeah i do think those things kind of tie them together mm-hmm. and yuki is a constant thread in both of these chapters yeah Yuki's such an important character to the story and ever mm-hmm. i mean like all of them are but i feel like this message is a prominent one and Yuki's constantly demonstrating it. Yeah. He's a good boy. I'm proud of him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's a good boy. I'm proud of him. Yes. I was especially <laughs> proud of him this time. I was like, oh, you're smiling. Oh, mm-hmm. so cute. <laughs> um, do you want to, is there anything else you want to talk about in this chapter before we go on to the, the Soma focused one? I think that's pretty much everything. I think that's it. It was cute. Yeah. All the shippers were happy. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's like even the Kimi now shippers. I mean, what? <laughs> yeah. I do like how she like physically dragged, dragged him there, apparently. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's what it said. There's a little note that's pointing to them. She's dragged along and she's holding on She's holding his, his hand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or his wrist. Yeah. I love Kimi did her thing, which I, I initially thought that Kimi was really annoying when I read this through the first time. Yeah. But I love how she's like, you've been wanting to take Kimi for a long time. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> Kimmy's hysterical. She's an underrated freeze basket character. I agree. I agree. My new assessment is that she's underrated and yeah. I love everything about her. <laughs> she brings me a lot of joy, whereas I was very annoyed the first time. But mm-hmm. And I don't like dislike now. I know there's a lot of people who just like find him to be really boring. I wish yeah. he would do something else, but yeah. there's no time. He's, yeah. He's entertaining in his constant grumpiness. Yeah. <laughs> He's the Kyo when Kyo's not there. Yeah. I made that assertion and I'm sticking with it. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, you want to talk about the next chapter? Sure. There's two like main things that are happening. There's like the banquet that's going on, and there's this situation with uh, at Shisho's house, mm-hmm. otherwise known as Cosmo's house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> By day, known as <laughs> Shisho is his alter ego for when he's doing justice yeah. in the world. Yes. Oh wait, he's doing that all the time, so it's not really an alter ego. <laughs> Showing up all the terrible parents. Yeah, basically. He's like, it's like by day, karate instructor. By night, amazing parent to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I did enjoy the little tidbit that I kind of forgot that Kyo and Rin... <laughs> Kyo was basically like jealous of Rin <laughs> as a child, yeah. which is really funny. That they used mm-hmm. to like glare at each other and then Haru would just stare at them or whatever. <laughs> yeah. All of... Kazuma's adopted problem children. (laughs) Somebody has to take care of them, especially Rin. Yeah. Maybe Rin and Machi should be roommates. Yeah. I feel like they could get along. They don't. They (laughs) would be the kind of roommates who never talk to each other. Yeah. (laughs) And they're never there at the same time or whatever. Mm -hmm. It is sweet though how like Kazuma just like just just tries to look out for people. Like yeah, I appreciate his presence Mm -hmm. in the story. Yeah, how, like, even, like, Rin's an adult now, but he, like, managed to convince her to stay at his house rather than, like, I don't know, go run off in the woods or whatever she's planning to do out of the hospital. Wander the streets? (laughs) Yeah. He was, like, yeah, it's sort of weirdly implied, like, it's very lightly touched on where he's just, there's, like, two panels where he's, like, basically, like, it it looks like he saw her on the streets and was, like, how about you come stay with me? And then she Mm -hmm. was, like, okay, I guess. Yeah. And he's, then she was like, I didn't realize other people would be here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and seems quite grumpy about it, but like not really. Mm-hmm. Pretend yeah. pretend grumpy about it. <laughs> I love how Rin falls asleep. On the lighter side of things, <laughs> like how Rin falls asleep during New Year's. It's, yeah. <laughs> somehow, it's charming to me for some reason. Yeah. And obviously someone threw a blanket over her. Yeah. It's cute. <laughs> it was probably Toru. I'm guessing that it was Toru. Yeah. I don't think Shisho or Kyo have the wherewithal to... <laughs> <laughs> to do that maybe she show but yeah he doesn't even know how to make tea so you know yeah he takes care of children though so yeah that's true he definitely raised a child that's true mm-hmm. <laughs> at least one yeah. <laughs> i mean i feel like he, he probably... officially raised one child yeah, he officially raised he officially was the foster parent of one child i think um <laughs> the other ones he's probably raised like three children in total between all the time yeah. he spent with all of them <laughs> Plus all of his students, so probably way more than that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like when you are the kind of, when you're a long-term like instructor like that who works with children, especially something like martial arts where you probably see them for years and years and years, like you mm. kind of have like, you have a mentoring, nurturing influence in a lot of children's lives. So yeah. I'm sure that he's raised many a yeah, child. Especially if you're someone of Kazuma's uh, temperament. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's a good, I'm sure he's a good uh, sensei. Yeah. So sweet. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's enough about how Cosmo is the best parent in the series. Yeah, let's talk about uh... the other things that happened, I guess. <laughs> also, yeah, there wasn't that much that happened. I guess they just, I don't know. I guess there was just needed to be a feature of who, where everybody else was during the banquet since they were all together. Mm-hmm. The main trio was together last year. Yeah. So Shisho, whatever. Cosmo, uh, what, what am I trying to say? Kyo. Kyo and Toru were <laughs> Shisho's with Rin. And then Haru comes over later and. and we see him like hugging Rin at the end, but the rest were all at the main house. Let's talk about what happened at the main mm-hmm. house. Yeah, that was exciting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, returning to the the worst side of family relationships. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we could talk about that. Actually, let's talk about the funny things first, yeah. which was that um, 
Yeah. <laughs> Hattori, it opens with... <laughs> Yadayame's there, basically, yes. Your favorite. <laughs> I was like, should I cut this dialogue? No, I'll say it just for Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it's amusing. But, like, uh, yeah, Hattori, the beginning of the, the chapter opens right after the dance performance um, that the Junishi do. That the two... The year that's happening and the year that just happened, they dance together we would have talked mm-hmm. about this a long ass time ago in the first yeah. part when we talked about the new year um Ayame immediately and ritsu are like fawning over hattori's performance which is hilarious to me <laughs> especially yame and he's excited for next year because mm-hmm. <laughs> they'll be dancing together yeah it is always interesting to see like all the junishi in one place yeah. like almost all of them so like even just like the little background scenes where you see them kind of interacting with each other it's always mm-hmm. interesting yeah, in the room, the scene that's more, it's mostly, it's about Yuki and Akito, but you see all of them together, and then Akito, Kurino, and Yuki are, like, separate, and you're like, oh, that's awkward. Mm-hmm. So awkward. Yeah. I mean, it's just, like, when they were kids, too, but it's the same. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, you see some, like, cute little interactions, like, Kisa's holding Kagura's hand, and then, like, when Akito loses his shit, Kagura kind of, like, protectively puts an arm mm-hmm. over around Kisa and everything, and... yeah. Haru and Hero are chatting. Yeah, and like Ritsu gets to do his like hero worship of Ayame. <laughs> He's like following Ayame around, and Ayame's probably eat- loving mm-hmm. it, eating it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shigure also um, teased Satori. He was like saying that he wanted to take a picture from Mayuko. I guess to try to get him mm-hmm. to reveal the dialogue isn't super clear, but maybe to get him to reveal that they were uh, like dating or whatever. I don't know. Something like that. He mm-hmm. seemed to be probing him about that. Yeah. <laughs> and Hattori's like, why would you do that? Wait, did you guys reconcile? And Hattori's like, no. Or Shigeru's like, no. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> like that. Yeah. I guess he got his answer. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's what it seemed like was happening in that scene. It was also pretty yeah. fast. Yeah, it seemed like, yeah, the implication I got was that like Shigeru was teasing him and Hattori like kind of accidentally confirmed it by <laughs> being slightly concerned over. Yes. <laughs> If they were talking again, so it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was very cute. Yeah, and Chigger is delighted. Yes, <laughs> he was also thrilled eating it up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then they have like their little argument about <laughs> Akito and Yuki. It's like a, a moderate debate, I guess. Yeah, Chigger is really bitchy in this chapter. I mean, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like more so than usual. I feel. Yeah, he always gets extra shigure when Akito's involved. <laughs> <laughs> and usually when he's talking to Hattori also, so yeah. yeah. He always a little bit extra this time. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he feels like he can be his terrible self around Hattori. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Hattori will always judge me no matter what I do, so I guess I yeah, can do like, whatever he will always like. judge me but not abandon me, so. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> he's like, you're terrible, and Shigure's like, I know. It's basically the <laughs> summary. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it, it seemed like that was kind of the case, and then everybody, everybody after the scene with Yuki, like they're kind of all fawning over him, and Shigeru's like standing off to the side conspicuously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then he has that also kind of sassy conversation with Haru after he's like, "Do I got to do all the like taking care of Akito all the time? What the hell?" Blah blah, mm-hmm. blah and makes a sassy comment about Kareno being there and and Yuki being there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. great family dynamic at the uh... yeah. <laughs> That's a fun. Seems like the worst party. Not gonna yeah. lie. <laughs> it seems like it's like sort of fun until Akito loses his temper, which inevitably happens. Yeah, I'm so. sure it happens 
I'm sure it happens literally every year. Like, yeah. something like that. Because they're all like, oh, yeah, hey, guys, how you doing? And then Nikita smashes a vase against Yuki's face. And they're, they're like, like, oh, oh, oh right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're all not having fun. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, right, this is a Soma party. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's all fun and games until someone smashes someone's head with a vase. Yeah. Or a pitcher or whatever the fuck it was. Yes. Yeah. Every year. <laughs> <laughs> it's like someone's always grievously injured. Yeah. <laughs> Like, not again. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Ugh. So, yeah, speaking of which, shall we talk about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the main event of this yep. chapter. Yuki has this conversation with Akito, where Akito's like, oh, you're back. Say sorry to me. And Yuki's like, I'm sorry, except I don't actually feel like I'm sorry. And here are my logical reasons for that. Mm-hmm. And then something in Aki- uh, Yuki's expression and his, I think, talking about wanting to change, because we know it's kind of a hot button topic for Akito. Mm-hmm. and wanting to be kind of independent and that kind of thing, which we know is Yuki's basically his whole deal. Those things are not the things that Akito is super into, I think we've seen so far. Yeah, like yeah, it's very much a conflict of Yuki's moving forward and Akito wants everyone to move back. Mm-hmm. Like We've had the whole conversation with Akito and the never-ending banquet and stuff. Right, yes. So... Yeah, Okita wants everything to stay the same. So all this talk mm-hmm. of change and whatever sort of expression that Yuki had, this sort of like forlorn kind of expression, reminded Akito of what appeared to be a time in the past with Kureno and sort of set Akito off. And that's yeah. why Akito hit Yuki with whatever the fuck that was. Some kind mm-hmm. of some kind of picture face. You can see it in the background, like when their conversation oh. starts. Like, next to Akito, there's, like, a pitcher and a cup. Oh, yeah, it is, like, a weird little jug with a handle. Yeah. It looks. It doesn't look like a tea set, so, I don't know, water. For sake? Sake, I don't know. <laughs> it's a huge thing for sake, if that's what it yeah. is. Yeah, it would be a lot of sake. It's like a wine bottle. <laughs> yeah, some kind of pitcher. It's some kind of fancy pitcher. Yeah. They should just have plastic everything. They should learn for this part. Yeah. <laughs> Just make everything around Keto Akito non-breakable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just really Keto's just like bouncing ping pong balls yeah. off everyone's heads. No, it's just ridiculous. That's why it's funny. <laughs> you, I was imagining like those like baby cups, like you get or like the bowls from like IKEA that are like plastic and brightly colored. And Keto's like fuck this, and then yeah. just throwing plastic things at everybody. And everybody's kind of like ow, but like it's better than Having sh- shattered ceramic in your eye. Yes. <laughs> Great. Yeah, having scars yeah. for Yeah, Yuki's lucky he didn't lose an eye like Hattori. Uh, <laughs> like, this is... <laughs> Hattori is like, you should go to the, maybe go to the ER, or you should maybe go to the yeah. hospital. It's like, you would know, because similar yeah. thing happened to you. Actually, it's been, we had this, I can't remember if we discussed this before, because there's like a kind of a debate. There was like, in the, in the fandom, the idea was that Akito, or like kind of, in the anime, the original anime, it was vague what Akito actually threw or did to Hattori. So it mm-hmm. seemed like it was this big pottery that was in the room. And then in the new anime, it seemed like it was like mirrors and shit. Like there was yeah. a bunch of glass. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen. Yeah, it's always been vague, but it was obviously something, something that shattered. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, so yeah, yes. Side note, I just realized that the flashback scenes that Hattori has of Yuki yeah. are in Japanese. Like oh. you can tell that the word bubbles are oh, blurred yeah, Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> There was a weird typo in one of these chapters, too, where it was, like, the dialogue. Yeah, the word bubble swap. Yeah, clearly switched. I was like, that's a weird thing to say. And then I looked it up. (laughs) 
the word bubble that I'm talking about, in case anybody is curious, is like in uh, when they're leaving school, Yuki gives the paper with where they're meeting. This is in the chapter before the one we're talking about to Machi. And what he says in the word bubble is like... Um, it's supposed to be here just in case, but it says, I'm off to the old job, which is Kakiru in the background. Yeah. So Kakiru in the background. Yeah, Kakiru in the background is like, I guess, putting on his backpack or whatever, because they're all getting ready to leave. And in the in the Japanese version, he says something about his part-time job. So yeah, it says, I'm off to the old job. And I was like, that's weird. Why would you say that when you're handing someone a piece of paper? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, maybe they've... Actually, I didn't check the the collector's edition maybe they fixed it but it's just like the yeah. text bubbles in the wrong place which is funny to me i can say i've been reading the new the f- new editions of Fullmetal alchemist mm-hmm. and they did not fix a swapped word bubble from the original edition so <laughs> oh, i wouldn't hold it out <laughs> i mean it's kind of obvious it shouldn't be there but whatever also it was retranslated so i would hope so but you know yeah it's just obvious that like there's a different team translating and a different team putting the text mm-hmm. in the bubbles and yeah i think the people just get they're the, not communicating the, with each other really. they just get the script and then they photoshop it all is my assumption yeah having had that experience for non-printed material you think they'd have someone to read it over and go hey that doesn't make sense but i think i guess they just i don't know but they have to read so many things yeah. that it's just like yeah and i was like i'm sure it's it's very complicated and easy to miss but it's still <laughs> like when the when the remake when the re-edition comes out you're like you think someone would have fixed that yeah. it's been like 10 years <laughs> yeah i don't know but anyway more so amusing anyway. than changed anything about the story yeah um, but yeah. And then uh, we have one of my favorite little scenes in the series, which is the conversation between Yuki and Hattori. Yes. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. And like we've talked about this before about like how young Hattori was at the time mm-hmm. and how like how hard that must have been on him and stuff. And so mm-hmm. to have Yuki be like, yeah, that was obviously hard on you too. And I feel like I might have been blaming you. Sorry about that. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was so nice. So it's, yeah, it's so mature of Yuki. And- it was. And Hattori obviously appreciates the gesture. Yeah. Hattori has the most, uh, like, empathetic sense, I think, out of most of the characters in the series. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure he was... It was nice that he... Um, Yuki was able to take time to apologize to him, and I think he really appreciated it. Mm-hmm. He just Yuki's head. Yeah. He never shows anybody any kind of affection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's, a, that's another thing, or, like, just in general in stories is, like... When kids are treated like kids, mm-hmm. like because you have a lot of stories where like kids are treated as basically tiny adults. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, he's he's a kid. He gets his hair ruffled. Yeah. He's a good kid. <laughs> he's <laughs> a good boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think Hattori always, you know, Hattori felt guilty about it and always probably worried mm-hmm. about him. So yeah. But I don't know. It was very, it was very sweet and it was nice to see. Yeah. I like how Yame fawns over Yuki the whole time as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fully picks him up and carries him over <laughs> to Hattori. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, absolutely great. <laughs> um, and, like he's talking about the like the pledge on the Sen and everything. And Yuki's just like, we never saw that. We never pledged. We never, we never pledged. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the day it's like the day we pledged on the Sen will always is still a glowing memory in mind or something. <laughs> I was like, what is he talking about? Oh, it's just made up. Okay. It took me like a second when I was reading it. And I was like, what the fuck is he saying? It was really great. Ayami didn't have any like weird, like, um, you know, like normally he says like something in French or in German or some random other like foreign language. Yeah. So he didn't say that. He just said that they made a promise on the set. Yeah. He was also like, stop making up things. Yuki was also like, stop, stop making up things that don't exist, which is really funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Also, more seriously before that, it's cute because he's obviously very concerned mm-hmm. when... 
Akito is hurt. Yeah. You know, it's good. He's trying to be a big, good big brother. As soon as Akito leaves, all the Junishi are like, oh my God, are you okay? But yeah. It's interesting also, I think you can tell in that moment they're all kind of just like frozen. Like nobody Mm -hmm. reacts. Yeah. Also, good on Kareno. He like immediately jumps in and (laughs) grabs Akito's arm. Mm -hmm. And like when Akito leaves, you can see Kareno's holding the broken pitcher. So he obviously managed to like wrest that away from him. Yes, good for Kareno. He finally did something useful. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Good job, convenience store man. Yeah. (laughs) Convenience store man strikes again. (laughs) (laughs) He saved the day. He did. He did save the day. (laughs) (laughs) It probably could have been so much worse. Yeah. (laughs) And then later, well, speaking of Kareno, then later Luigi brings him the the DVD Mm -hmm. uh, that I assume is of the performance. So, yeah. You know the thing that has co- you can copy and it has stuff on it, lots of stuff yeah. on it. <laughs> Do you think he copied just the significant scene or he copied the entire play and Kratos <laughs> like, what the fuck is this for the first like 20 minutes of it? <laughs> I think he watches it later, so I think we'll get to see how much was on it. <laughs> Does that answer your question coyly <laughs> enough? I don't think he copied just the relevant scene. I don't think he was that technologically mm-hmm. adept. I think he took it yeah. from the like SD card from the camera and put it on a DVD, but I don't think he like was editing it in Premiere. He added some like star wipes and yeah. <laughs> he cut it he in. He would though. Can you imagine? Oh, he definitely Can you imagine would. like a, a video edited by Mobiji <laughs> in the late nineties, early two thousands. <laughs> I think that he made a custom menu that's got like a, the bunny theme that was available, <laughs> and it's like. You can choose different scenes. <laughs> but Kareno is like, what the hell is this? And just watch yeah. it. Also, I like how it says, watch it by yourself. I would never watch it through this and watch it by yourself. <laughs> That's just inviting Sadako to get you. Everybody knows that. But it's got a bunny drawing. It can't be dangerous. <laughs> just weird porn. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we just like, I thought you'd like this. <laughs> <laughs> I burned it to a DVD for you. Watch it by yourself, gay. No judgment. No. Seemed like you're saying. Yeah. It's just really funny. The whole, the whole. He runs up behind. It's like I, at one. There's a part of me that appreciates the scene for Momiji's like being earnest and trying to follow up on his promise to Toru, and he delivered the dvd but then there's another side of me that's just a horrible person that's like what the fuck is going on in the scene he like runs up behind him and like sticks this cd case into his butt like in his, <laughs> in his back of his pants and then like runs away i'd be like what the fuck is this if i was Kareno? Yeah. you know <laughs> and it's just it's there's no label it just is watching by yourself yeah. <laughs> i'm just saying out of context the situation is very strange <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> it was good. It was cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The package was delivered. The the eagle has landed or whatever the fuck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we... Did we talk about everything? I think so. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't have any other things to say that aren't spoilery, so... Yeah. And we talked about... You, you did a good job of bringing it up earlier, the theme between all these things, so I feel like we don't need to further summarize that. Changes. <laughs> That's the theme. <laughs> don't want to be a different man. Time may change me, but I you can change time. <laughs> uh, these are the, also the benefits that everyone will get live, if they can stand to listen that long. I mean, <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, good. I don't have any other things to say that aren't spoilery. Are you ready to talk about spoilers? Always. Ready to spoil and be spoiled? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Next time, we're going to do our live episode that will cover chapters 96 to 99, and it's going to be an exciting live event. Live. <laughs> Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. <laughs> I literally almost made that joke, but I couldn't remember what day we were doing. <laughs> uh, I decided now that it's Saturday. <laughs> Somebody had to make it. <laughs> it's like, manga, manga, manga. More fruits basket than you could ever imagine. <laughs> More fruits basket than your body has room for. <laughs> Bring out the old memes. <laughs> so many babies. 400 babies. <laughs> Getting chocolate to an electrical <laughs> store. Chocolate. Uh, we're old. <laughs> yeah, this is... Yes. <laughs> okay. Next time, live episode. We'll stream live. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Woo. We'll see you all then. Details to be announced. <laughs> yeah. Time TBD. But we'll see you at that time. Woo. On that platform. <laughs> okay. All right, bye. <laughs> bye. Okay. We're back to talk about spoilers, something that we can actually uh, commit to talking about, <laughs> as opposed to the the exact time and date and streaming location of our stream that we're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> I bet, like, by the time this comes out on, on Wednesday, I'll have figured out what the details will be. Yeah. Actually, that's not true. I'm a lazy person. It's Sunday night. Yeah, I'll figure it out Friday evening. Yeah, from <laughs> Stop seeing into the future. <laughs> I'll figure it out by at least Thursday. Two days notice. <laughs> it's almost like two weeks notice. Yeah. I'm sure we'll have a good thing. I think we're going to try to use Twitch. Yeah. I don't know. It seems we'll reasonable. Be it seems to be where most people do live things. Exactly. Most people in this target market. <laughs> yeah. At least. Most nerds do live things there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna insult them like i insulted them about shigure and android <laughs> i'm including us in this category oh yeah no you're right that's true it's like a pot and kettle situation yeah. <laughs> anyway you want to talk about spoilers for these episodes before we get carried away with our live stream plans <laughs> sure let's spoil stuff. let's spoil i almost said something spoilery when you were talking about kareno <laughs> what was it Oh, you were, you said that he, it's like, oh, good for him for stepping in. I was like, yeah, because he doesn't, he's not tied to any of the, yeah. he's not, he doesn't feel terrified of Akito like the others mm -hmm. do, necessarily. So he's the only one who really can, I think, in yeah. that situation. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like, like we know, like, going forward about how, like, he feels, like, beholden to her for other reasons now, but he doesn't have that intense bond that makes everything Akito does, like, wonderful and terrifying, so. Yeah, I was like, wow, this their reactions are so weird and, like, strongly pictured, but I mean, like, they're not that weird. If someone was freaking out, I mean, I don't think most people would react yeah yeah right away regardless yeah even if it wasn't your literal god yes <laughs> but yeah we got strong strong foreshadowing for the kareno reveal in this chapter yeah so it's like and then we see kareno crying anyway moving on <laughs> yeah with feathers yeah with feathers you're right white feathers as as per your theory mm -hmm. which fits into the uh, theme of change yeah it does i didn't want to talk about it obviously but yes yeah <laughs> It's like you're reading my mind. Are you reading my notes? I know you're not, because you don't normally do. It says, the the last note that I have is like, oh, we talked about change as a theme. Akito's actions fall into this as well, but we couldn't talk about them until the spoilers. Yeah. Right? Cause, uh, Actually, I do usually have your notes up, but I don't 
read them very much. And I'm especially not reading them right now because I'm two drinks in. <laughs> You're like, and my screen is blurry, so. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I was two drinks in. I'm going to be hyped yeah. up from this caffeine and this discussion, but it's okay. I can just roll out of bed and be in my quote unquote office in five minutes tomorrow morning. Yeah. So who cares? <laughs> As a side note, if anyone's concerned, this is basically the only time I ever drink anything. Yeah. we I would drink socially, except I just don't drink that much anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't have local friends no. who drink, so. <laughs> Listen, I approve. I feel like anything that gets you in the mood to podcast, for me, yeah. it's like whatever caffeinated beverage is available. Sometimes hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. Sometimes hot chocolate with bourbon. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. sometimes it's tea, but sometimes it's alcohol. I feel like the when I talk, if I drink... If I drink alcohol, it makes my voice more, um, what you call it, like raspy and uncomfortable. So yeah. I, I don't typically drink. But I was I thought about it really hard this time. I'm conscious I was stumbling over a couple of words then, but uh, <laughs> now and then. But uh, I think I fixed it okay. I think you're good. You're like, I think it yeah. did good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I just got uh, the announcement that I'm not working for the next couple of weeks. So You can party all it night. It seemed like the time to drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you guys are a little bit slow on the uptake there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, welcome to the rest of us. Yeah. Back to you reading my mind about Farupa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, this um, has a lot of spoilers for our next episode, which will be about the big reveal. Dun, dun, dun. This it, First of all, it's exciting that it's our 50th episode. Mm-hmm. Second of all, it's exciting that it has this like huge reveal. Yeah. And third, like we're all fucking stuck at home, so we might as well do a live stream. Yeah. <laughs> Fourth, it's exciting that we don't have to watch our pronouns when we talk about Aikido anymore. I know. <laughs> when I was prepared, well, I was trying to decide if it was a good idea to do this as an episode or not, so I read ahead and I was like thinking about this. And I'm like, no, like her, I think that she... I identifies as a woman yeah i mean i guess we'll get into all this in mm-hmm. detail later but um yeah it's we won't yeah we can say what we want <laughs> yeah <laughs> the most of the foreshadowing was about that it was like one scene but then it foreshadowed like the next like four chapters and beyond so mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of fascinating how long we've been foreshadowing this though like ha- now that we're reading back through in order and everything mm-hmm. like this whole stuff with Kareno especially has been foreshadowed basically since he's been introduced mm-hmm. yeah yeah they're always like i don't trust that guy he's suspicious yeah because <laughs> like, yeah and like akito's like, like oh, I'm, I'm worried about you because you're inferior and mm-hmm. oh think stuff. of all the like, things we can talk about i'm gonna have to make yeah. so many notes mm-hmm. and then we drink i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> i wouldn't say that a lot was like foreshadowed in the first chapter but we just got more information about machi we got a little bit about the the thing oh, with the her brother. little brother. Right. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. the one panel where her mom is, like, holding the brother and is like, don't come any closer or whatever. Um, yeah. It's it's hard to tell, like, what exactly that is unless you know, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't think you would realize what it was unless yeah. you were going back. So Therefore, I also did not describe it in that much detail. Yeah, the whole reason Machi's living on her own is that her parents thought she was trying to kill her little brother, but she was just trying to put a blanket on him. I know. It's so fucked up. <laughs> Yeah. The whole thing is fucked up. <laughs> I'm yeah. staring at my microphone right now. I know you can't see it. But mm-hmm. It's, uh, it makes me so, it made me so sad the first time I read it when I was a teenager. It was like, they just like, they didn't, they didn't, uh, they assumed this, that she had bad intentions and like, didn't mm-hmm. think otherwise of her. And I, I feel like, I, I felt like I've empathized with that as a teenager. Yeah. But now it's beyond that, but it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's just so, 
depressing. Yeah. yeah, it's like this is your child. You're supposed to love it and support it. I know. <laughs> <And> listen to it. <laughs> I know. And but she just thinks like the mom just thinks that Machi's like gonna try to get rid of the brother. Like it's so crazy. Yeah. Like the only thing that is on her mind is this inheritance. It's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's another sign of like how little Machi has a sense of self because she can't even like say anything in her own defense at that time. I mm-hmm. think. Like, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Probably. Like, I think so. Mm-hmm. And then the solution to that is just, like, kick her out and, yeah. like, pay for an apartment for her, I guess, and then just, like, call her to make sure she's still alive. It's fucking yeah. ridiculous. The whole thing is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And by ridiculous, I mean extremely sad. <laughs> yeah. I do... Like isn't the right word, but I appreciate how the series does a good job of showing, like, terrible parents in and outside of the... Soma situation where it's like, yeah, it's not just uh, the curse. It's people are sometimes terrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. the The Somas are pictured as being this like sort of twisted, culty, awful family with the, all these horrible relationships. Some good, but a lot of really negative relationships is the core of most of their family, mm-hmm. really familial relationships. But then we see all these other horrible people as well, like Toru's, uh, you know, like Kyoko's parents or Machi's, like people who kind of, there were some things in Machi's story that really reminded me of Kyoko's as well. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember what, what exactly it was. Oh, it was because she's like, am I needed or whatever? And it's also similar to when Katsuya yeah. died. It kind of reminded me of that too. Like mm-hmm. Machi's in this place where she's looking for, like she's just developing an identity now because now she's on her own. Yeah, so. and that was the thing that her father said to her was that like there are people in this world who are needed and ones who aren't, and you're not yeah. needed. Like, and in a way, like mm-hmm. uh, Kyoko's kind of, I'm not gonna say completely her identity, but I think a lot of her sort of self worth and sort of self assurance came from being around Katsuya. And so then when mm-hmm. he died, she was like, I don't know if what my kind of like my role is or who I'm, who do I need to, who am I, yeah, living for essentially mm-hmm. and i think machi is in this similar sort of situation at this point in the story too yeah because she's always been sort of her whole her whole world has been shaped by her mother and the kind of mm-hmm. the com- competition to to be the so- the heir of this thing and that's clearly taken over her f- you know forming any kind of identity yeah uh, like herself yeah because like your parents should like be encouraging you to be you know yes. an individual with a sense of self-worth and Yes, an independent identity, but you know these parents failed their children in that mm-hmm. respect, and many others. But yes, <laughs> <laughs> like basic care, living accommodation. It seems like yeah. in her case, basic respect and um, you know trust they didn't mm-hmm. seem to have. So yeah, it's exciting to think that like this is a time that Machi can kind of develop. Though actually, I'm mm-hmm. excited. Like it's kind of nice that she has like someone. You know, people in her life, I don't think she thinks of it this way, but people in her life like Yuki who have kind of been there. And I think he recognizes something about the way that she's acting that he tries to purposefully include her and stuff mm-hmm. and whatever. Like, yeah, and even the fact that she's had, like, Kakiru in the last couple of years, it seems like he's mm-hmm. been trying to be supportive to her, even if they don't quite understand each other yet. Yeah. It definitely seems like he's trying to be... At least he tries to be kind to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I have any other things to say that are super spoilery. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, not that we're so. not going to talk about next time. Yeah, I guess basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right after this. Yeah, I do want to say um, one other thing specifically with the Akito Kareno Yuki stuff. Mm-hmm. The whole thing where she like freaks out about him having those eyes is something mm-hmm. that comes up several times in the future. Mm-hmm. Like um, I remember it specifically when like Momiji's curse is broken mm-hmm. and he goes to talk to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a spe- specific like. She, like, freaks out about that look in their eyes when, like, the curse is broken and they obviously, like, I think it's, like, a distant look or, like, looking at her, like, with kind of a, like, why do I care about this person kind of look. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly what look it is, but I agree. Mm -hmm. It's something like that. It's, like, pity or Mm -hmm. uncaringness or something. Like, you keep some kind of realization where it's sort of, like, like, why have I been bound to this person for all this time? Yeah. Yuki was, like... I'm sorry I can't be where you are anymore. I'm not coming back to where you are. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. Like, Mm -hmm. Yuki, I think, is demonstrating some of the same kind of, like, emotions and stuff that people who the curse breaks for tend to show. Yeah, because Akita is, like, terrified of being left behind Mm -hmm. and being all alone without, like, people loving her. Mm -hmm. And so, like, yeah, and so, like, you know, the curse breaking is obviously terrifying in that aspect because the curse is what binds everyone to her. And so yeah. seeing that kind of same emotion in someone where the curse isn't even broken yet is got to be really freaking scary for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think next time, we'll talk about that a lot next time. Because yeah. That's sort of the core of Akito's issues are explored next time. Mm-hmm. Multiple issues. Yeah. It's so. going to be a Akito deep dive next yeah, time. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. A study a portrait of Akito. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited for next time. I think it's going to be a good time. Mm-hmm. We'll have a lot to say. Yep. In the spoiler section. In the spoiler <laughs> section, it'll just be like, I don't know, we'll see what happens next time. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, any other spoilery things you want to talk about for these two chapters before we wrap it up? Nope, I think that's it. Okay, good. Well, great. <laughs> <laughs> next time we'll see you for a live Fruits Basket Extravaganza is going to be a great time. Woo. Woo. <laughs> well, or you'll hear the recorded live version. Everybody will get to hear our, like, moments of silence and birds <laughs> birds making bird noises. And My chair rats. is squeaking. Yeah, your chair. Oh, your chair hasn't squeaked very much today, but, you, yeah. Yeah, it'll, it'll be great. And then whatever, like, street noises happen. Yeah, the train. The train. Probably a guest appearance from the train. Probably. It, in my case, it'll probably be sirens. There's a fire department, like, two minutes from my house. So. <laughs> and there's a hospital, like, five minutes from our house, too. So, Okay. <laughs> Let's wrap it up there. Thank you all for listening. Hopefully, you'll be able to listen live. Or if not, you'll get to hear the recorded version. We'll, we'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>
this week, like the last three weeks, it's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> more than that. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like when you are the kind of, you know, like a long term, the fly is back when you're, <laughs> when you're a long term like instructor like that.